It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show Thursday off the rails here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. And we are taking off into the weekend, folks. I got some stuff I want to lay on you, and we're going to have some fun. And, of course, we know that the puppet master, the perfectionist, Mark, and Super Mario Chris Cruz are in, at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Let me get this off my chest, folks. Ooh, the dictator bug has its teeth firmly clenched on the testicles of Canadian Prime Minister and all-around prick and blackface Justin Trudeau, and apparently he likes it. Now, it shouldn't come as a surprise that this globalist tyrant feels comfortable admitting that one of the countries he most admires is China. Yeah, I said it. It's clear that he loves power, styles himself as an elegant elitist not worthy of interacting with the peasantry, and despises anyone who disagrees with him. Dear God, why do these overcompensating douchebags with little man syndrome never learn from history that tyrants always fall violently from the pedestal upon which they place themselves? Now, this human fairy wand addressed a room full of wackadoodles a while back with a typical buffet table of leftist talking points. However, he took it a step further when asked what country he admired and why. Now, did he mention America? Did he mention us? No. Did he mention his neighbors and nominal figureheads across the pond? Anyone that values freedom? Nope, not a zilch. But who indeed made Justin's list of most admired countries? Well, Fidel Castro's illegitimate offspring casually and almost gladly name-dropped China as a nation-state worthy of emulation, once again reminding us that Justin Trudeau, Trudeau is a dictatorial pus-oozing zit on the world's ass. I mean, really, dude? China? Here's what he said, quote, there's a level of admiration I actually have for China because their basic dictatorship is allowing them to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go greenest fastest. We need to start investing in solar. F this guy. Like all the way off, F this guy. Listen, folks, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. He says that China's basic dictatorship allows them to turn their economy around, but he doesn't say how that actually happens. Now, I'm genuinely curious, Judy, because from an economic perspective, more government intervention inevitably hinders the efficiencies of the free market. He then goes on to say that the ability to go green is a plus to dictatorship. Again, to whose benefit? The UK recently announced that the cost to heat homes is up 54% this year. Americans under President Sippy Cup in his administration are paying more at the pump to fill up their cars than in years. Someone benefits under these false flag green agendas but it isn't the little guy, it's, which is really nothing more than a technocratic globalist agenda which serves to turn ideologies into policies and make you pay for it. Ask the Uyghur slaves how they feel about China's green initiatives. Justin Trudeau is sitting there fantasizing about unlimited power and having wet dreams over implementing the use of emergency war powers to quell the civil unrest in Canadian streets. Now, after seeing how much he fetishes limitless power, the only surprise is that he didn't do it sooner. Screw you, Justin Trudeau. I want to welcome to the show my friend Patriot Jay. Welcome to the hot seat. Glad you're What's here. What's going on, Chad? Thank Man, you for having me. Glad bro. you're here. Glad you're here. So many things to get into. What do you think, first of all, from a law perspective? Because you're a lawyer, you're an attorney, but from Sir. a law perspective, from a legal perspective, and I know Canada's not America, but what do you think of this whole debacle? I mean, and, and again, I'm proud of these truckers for standing up the way they have, but I mean, the, the just the out and out dictatorship rhetoric that Justin Trudeau is spouting. What do you think about all that? I think it's sad for one. Um, 
I don't think these truckers who are peacefully protesting, you know, they're just trying to make their voices heard. I don't think they deserve to have their licenses suspended or have their insurance revoked, have their assets freeze, their bank accounts right. inoperable. And it's just pathetic that he uses this as a guise to uh, kind of enforce his tower. And what you were saying earlier about his uh, f- love affair with China and dictatorships, I didn't know about that. So it makes more sense putting yeah. that into context with his use of emergency powers over something so little. Yeah, we, we put a T-shirt out on my watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. Uh, <laughs> this says, come and take it with a truck horn on there. You know, after the Texas flag, a lot of people are like, what is that? If you know, you know. It's a right. truck horn. And... Uh, it's so funny. I, I don't know. You've seen that viral video of the guy out in the street there in Ottawa, and he's talking about this violent protest. And he's like, somebody even came and set up a Connect Four board, you know, for him to play <laughs> yeah. games and bounce house castles and Canadians stuff. Canadians are not violent people. They're some of the they're, nicest they're awesome. people in the world. The thing about Western Canada, and I've done a lot of shows in Canada, live shows, and I love going to Calgary, one of the most beautiful places on the planet up there and getting north of there, west of there, Lake Louise and Banff and all in that area. Gorgeous. And because of the nonsense, I don't know if I'll ever see it again, right? But I've always considered Alberta to be like the Texas of the North because they have the same kind of values, right? And, and British Columbia, Alberta, and they were like, they were talking about Wexit, which was, you know, the Western exit for, of, of Can- from Canada. So the Eastern part of Canada is just so different. And Justin Trudeau, that was, that was the first time I've ever done a little Justin Trudeau quote, Chris. And I wanted to sound like my britches were too tight, you know? <laughs> First of all, we want to we want to acknowledge that China <laughs> is an amazing place. I love China. I, I love I love I like a wiener in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> you know Justin Trudeau's done weird shit, right? He's had to have. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, come on, he's a panty waste. Anyway, I mean, not that sometimes weird shit ain't fun. He's probably done weird shit in blackface too, which is even weirder. <laughs> he's probably been blacked in blackface. <laughs> yeah, you just search that on the hub. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You live in L.A.? Yes, sir. How goes things? Oh, man. So it's not as bad as people would like to portray it. It's definitely bad. You know, you try to go out to eat and they're like, show me your papers. But, you know, I just find the businesses that don't really enforce it. And that's where I give them my money, you know, tip them nice. I appreciate their service. I walk in without a mask and they treat me like a human being. And it's cool. It feels like it's 2019 in some places. I know that uh, my agent, my manager, you you know, in the showbiz side of things of what I do, they're out of Beverly Hills. And early on when Texas was kind of lifting mandates, they would call me up and they were like, are you guys okay? Like, are are (laughs) y'all dying? You know, are people in the streets? Because I said, well, I'm sitting in traffic and my manager, Arthur, he goes, there's traffic? There's people (laughs) out in public? And I was like, yeah, you know, so the difference. So I'm glad to hear that things are kind of opening back up. Yeah, and I feel like the closer you get like to city to the city in like downtown Los Angeles area, that's the more strict it is. But if you stay on the outskirts of the city, it's really fine. Yeah. Get up in the high desert. Gotta be in Victorville. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm from Palmdale originally. In Palmdale, it was like we didn't even really have any mandates. It was only I wanna say before Thanksgiving when the county really cracked down, but we were open up until then. Yeah, I was in Bandera, Texas last night. So we started driving at three thirty this morning to get here to do Glenn's show this morning and then of course to tape this episode. But I was in Bandera, that's the cowboy capital of the world. Welcome to the most redneck show on the blaze, <laughs> by the way. Uh well, I don't know, Phil Robertson maybe. Phil Robertson may be the most redneck. Yeah. Um I use redneck language. Phil's more biblical. Um <laughs> But 
I was in Bandera, Texas, and it, they're doing what's called the Cowboy Mardi Gras, which they do every February. Now, that big, sounds fun. It's a party, dude. It's great. I mean, you go to the bars or whatever, and the music venues, and there's they literally have hitching posts out there with horses tied up, like people drove their horses. You know, I mean, that's as Texas as it gets. I love that. It's everything stereotypical that you could think about it. Just add the purple and the green and the gold Mardi Gras stuff, and and a bunch of drunk cowboys. It's so um, great time. But I was at this venue. Uh, 11th Street Cowboy Bar. Awesome place. And they said, you know, when the mandates hit in Texas, we were like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like, we're just, we're just not going to do it. Right. And so even the city officials came out and said, y'all do what you want. Right? <laughs> so, like, that is the most Texas attitude. Gotta respect it. You know what I'm saying? Versus a Dallas or Houston, which is just shutting things down. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, the thing is, like, I'm catching a bunch of crap. You mentioned when we were walking in today, you flew in, and I haven't flown in a minute because I just I just got done with the masks up. Yeah. I went from flying about 200,000 miles a year internationally, and then I just like, you know, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, how, how was the airport? I mean, how was the whole, you had to mask up and the whole thing? Yeah, I had to mask up basically my entire journey to the airport. It was, um, it wasn't really packed, honestly, which kind of threw me off because I had an early morning flight. I figured it would be very busy, but it wasn't too packed. Got through security and I had to wear a mask the entire flight. Kind of sucked. So I like to get people's attention. Glenn Beck, I'm coming for you, Beck. He told me years ago, he said, you, you got to go at them. You got to you got to cry a little bit. You got to you got to really piss them off. You know, you just got to get, get in them. And so we said something last week, Chris, you made a meme out of it. <laughs> Chris gets me in trouble with these memes. So if you're on the Watch Chad Prather Facebook page, I may or may not have said the quote that's on the meme. I don't know. <laughs> Chris is like, let's just see how we can piss people off today. And I'm like, give me one more week, Chris. I'm in a primary election. Give me one more week, please. But I said, and this is something that I had posted. I said, if you're wearing a mask at this point, and I meant in like general public, right? I don't mean like you're doing brain surgery. But if you're wearing a mask at this point, you're basically a weak human being. Like if you're choosing to mask up. And the thing that prompted me on that is I see these people out in public driving in their car by themselves. Oh, I've seen that too. And it's scary. Pumping their gas all by themselves. <laughs> Those are the people that I'm alluding to. Yeah. I understand there's immunocompromised. I mean, look, we used to do a charity where we, we gave cowboy hats to kids in the cancer clinics and in a hospital, children's hospitals. There was a lot of cases we had to mask up. This was years ago, you know, because you right. have immunocompromised people. But now the CDC's come out and said, hey, basically, the masks aren't working. So it, it, and you have states that lifted mandates, so there were no masks, and then the states that kept the mask mandates, and the numbers for coronavirus contagion was basically the same. Yeah. So I'm waiting on the airlines to do that. I just don't think they're going to, though. There's no reason for them to, right. because I feel like everybody wants to cover their asses, yeah. and they want to just say, oh, we protected you, we, were, we had this policy, so there's no incentive for them to get rid of the mask mandate. I think it's here to stay. It's Unfortunately. Just, it's here to stay. They're like Now it has become, because somebody, a lot of people came at me over that statement, and they said, you don't know my situation. I said, I'm not individually picking on you. Yeah. I'm just saying as a general rule in public. They said, well, doing brain surgery. I said, well, doing brain surgery and going to Walmart. <laughs> Two very right. different things. That reminds me of something I tweeted recently. I said, if you got the vaccine, you folded. And everybody mm. was like, oh, well, I needed it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, like, I, there are cases where I understand people get the vaccine. <laughs> right, you sure. know, they're, they're immunocompromised, like you said, or they're just old and fat and they don't want to die. Right. And I respect that. But, but <laughs> he ain't wrong. But I'm just talking about it generally, like, 
people my age, there's really no scientific reason for us to get the vaccine. If I catch the virus, I'm most likely going to survive, you know? Yeah. And these people are just doing it out of what they deem a necessity, you know? They want to go to a concert, so they got the shot. Like, come on. Yeah. I, uh... It's funny you say that about being old and fat. I I had somebody that sent me a message yesterday and said, you're fat shaming everybody and we're sick of it. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but why are you fat? Like, why are you defending your fatness? Like, like that's a weird flex it's for like, me. Yeah, it's like, a, I don't know. It's like kind of an identity thing. It, it reminds me of like gay people almost, you know, because they kind of make that their whole identity. So maybe the fat person just feels attacked. I think so. It's like, oh, you you don't, I, I like to eat. I'm big bone. <laughs> yeah, I'm big You know, bone. I got wide hips. I, I Okay. I mean, I, I carry extra weight too, um, but... I, I'm I'm not ashamed of you. I, I get it. <laughs> right. We live in the, the most obese nation on the planet. It's going to be a reality, you know. Uh, but I, I was laughing about that. And it's like, but stop defending your right to have a weakness. Right. Right. Stop. That's a good one for a meme right there, Chris. Stop defending your right to have a weakness. Like, just stop. I mean, that's... <laughs> We're basically a meme factory. We're a redneck <laughs> meme factory here, Jay. Um, but I, I just, I said to somebody, I said, take yourself back to 2015. Have a little visit in your mind with 2015 you. And now tell yourself, hey, in six, seven years, you're going to have to wear a piece of paper on your face everywhere you right. go. Everywhere. No matter what you're doing. Walking in the park, it, they would, they would, you would laugh at yourself. Yep. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you'd say, you're full of it, right? But yet we, we, it's only because the government started telling us to do it. Yeah. And it surprised me how easily everybody went along with it. I didn't think I would ever see something like this in my lifetime. You know, I used to read conspiracy theories about like (laughs) forced injections and like masks everywhere. And now it's kind of a thing and it's just really scary. It's literally living in a Stephen King thing movie yeah. or, or like I, I read a book by Stephen King years ago about this thing that happened almost like an EMP that happened when everybody that was on their cell phone when they were on the cell phone when that when it happened whoever was on their cell phone at that time had it up their head kind of became zombies and I was like mm. they played on your mortal fear with yep. this thing and I tell you man you, you got a whole lot more to live for I just I just I like unfettered oxygen I mean, yeah, it's, it's, call me weird. It's beautiful. It yeah. is a good thing. Now, you live in L.A., so smog in general <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. makes it hard, but I get it. Um, we got to go to a break. Hey, if you're listening, I know you're sensitive about your hair loss. Uh, that's the reason I wear a hat. <laughs> but I got some news for you, and it works. Keeps has you covered. Uh, it's pretty genius. Keeps offers doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. Keeps physicians, uh, they're going to they're gonna help you select the right products and treatments for your specific condition and hair goals. All Keeps treatment plans are delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of traditional pharmacy. Your plan is going to come with a full year of unlimited messaging so you can connect with your doctor about anything, anytime. And with Keeps, you get quality, expert care without visiting your doctor's office or pharmacy. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take better care of your hair, you have Keeps, and it has you covered. Hair loss stops with Keeps. Get 50% off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash loss. That's keeps.com slash loss. We'll be right back. All right, Jay. I'm going to stereotype you. All righty. You probably don't watch Yellowstone. 
That is so true. <laughs> I, you, I've it, never seen an episode. Though it, my, my grandparents enjoy it. They tell me it's a good show, but yeah. I haven't checked it out yet. It's, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you probably, he probably also doesn't use keeps. Look at all that hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, uh, like I swore up and down that I would never watch Yellowstone because I don't like, like I don't like sports movies because they're unrealistic or yeah. they don't really represent the sport a lot of times. Cowboy movies the same way, westerns, whatever. They, they're cliche-ish, right? right. I was afraid of Yellowstone being that way. But a lot of my friends are actually on the show. And uh, I was like, you know, dang, I, I, I better watch this show. I got addicted. I got hooked, right? Because there's a great storyline. And uh, I have to give a shout out before we talk about this story to, to Allie Beth Stuckey. Uh, Allie... Allie just did an Instagram the other day where she was making fun of the narration in the new 1883. So they, get, they got a prequel. It's like a spinoff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a prequel to it, yeah. Like where the characters came from. Okay. And it's all about a girl and, you know, she narrates the thing. And I was like, I told Taylor Sheridan, who is the creator and the writer for the thing, I said, I can't understand what she's saying. He goes, why not? And I said, because it's too low. Like, it's like she's mumbling. Well, Allie did an imitation, like literally the next day. <laughs> Of the of this thing and it's, and it's you just got to look up Allie's uh, Instagram and go watch it because it's spot on making fun of it and uh, it's funny. But anyway, my buddy Forey Smith, uh, he plays uh, a character on there and everybody knows him by the big handlebar mustache. They were going to give him an award or he was up for an award uh, and uh, he said, "I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to to the award ceremony." Play that clip, Chris. Hey, I want to <laughs> apologize to y'all for not being at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I mean, no offense to anyone. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not vaccinated and it's a requirement to be vaccinated to be at the Screen Actors Guild Awards ceremony. You have to be vaccinated with a booster shot and a negative uh, COVID test within 48 hours. And, Got to wear a K95, 62, 43, 50, whatever kind of mask. And uh, I, I, I'm not vaccinated. I will not get vaccinated. I sure looking forward to walking down the red carpet in my big black American hat and my Justin boots and representing my culture and heritage. But I'm not going to be able to do that. And uh, I apologize to all y'all out there that are part of my culture and heritage i like the big shout out to american hat company this is an american hat american hat's been sponsoring me for a long time i'm in a lot of ways where i am because of those folks um well good for him i mean i mean i don't think he's big enough for cancel culture to come after him <laughs> right in a deal like that um they're gonna say well yeah of course he's a redneck good old boy <laughs> and <laughs> i respect people who can stand in their convictions like that though yeah i mean to go to the Screen Actors Guild Award and, and be nominated and all that kind of stuff, you would think, like, that's a big honor in yeah. that world, you know. Uh, you want to be recognized for your craft, and it's, this is a thing. It's, it's heartbreaking in a lot of ways because these mandates are limiting so much of just life's experiences, whether it's going to the Screen Actors Guild or just being able to go to a party if you're a kid, right? So Or, like... Middle school, yeah. even. It's, it's insane. Um, but unfortunately, and we're seeing based on, you know, 
Here, here's the thing, and tell me if you've heard about this. And you know, Britain basically said, "Yeah, we're done. We're out," because people started trying to sue the government, and over there, like you could actually get away with it. And they were like, "Now we're out." We're, we, and I don't know if that was why, but at some point in time, there's got to be some level of civil disobedience where we just say, like the Canadian truckers, right? Where we just say, "No, nah, no." Nah, <clears throat> quit with the mandates well i feel like things are kind of loosening up just because it's midterm season almost well i that's i tweeted that yesterday i said you know i, I the week before i said it only took 18 wheels to flatten the curve and then i said it, you <laughs> know it, it obviously mid it took the midterms to, to flatten right. the you know bad poles flatten the curve and i was going to talk about that at length today because let's face it, it it really is it's the poll numbers right it's all politics yeah i mean it wasn't about your health it wasn't about making sure you stayed distanced. It wasn't about you getting a vaccine. It wasn't about any of it. It was all about poll numbers. And what do you think is going to happen in these midterms? It's going to be really ugly for the Dems. Uh, just because the president's unpopular and historically the party in power always does worse off in the midterms. So we've got an extremely unpopular president. He hasn't had really a single accomplishment in his entire year. Um I think it looks ugly for the Dems. And there's like 30 incumbent Dems who are retiring now. Yeah. And I think the Republicans only need about five seats to flip the House. And then we just need like one Senate seat to get the Senate back. Yeah. So hopefully we get a strong red wave. I was hoping for like the red wave in 2018. But I think this is the real red wave. And then that can kind of carry us into the 2024 elections. Yeah. No, I uh, it's interesting to me because, you know, obviously in my campaign for governor of Texas, I'm the barbarian at the gate. I wasn't supposed to make it this far. Like they were supposed to put me in my place because I'm, I'm not the big money guy. I'm not the big donor right. guy. I don't owe anybody any favors. Nobody owes me any favors. And they were like, oh, yeah, those other candidates, they'll tell you where to go, boy. And so I, I've just kind of stuck it out, you know, hung in there like a hair in a biscuit. And so it's uh, called keeps. And so uh, <laughs> I've gotten to know some other barbarians. We were just talking about Jameson Ellis, yeah. you know, this running against Dan Crenshaw. And it's not just the Dems. People are sick of these rhinos, you know. These uh, Republicans that aren't representing uh, conservative values, we're seeing that. Uh, Kevin Brady down in Montgomery County, he's leaving Congress. And, of course, you've got Morgan Luttrell. You've got Christian Collins, both men I consider my friends. But I'm endorsing Jonathan Houlihan, who's a, who's a JAG officer, and uh, a, a frontline doctor, uh, a lawyer for frontline doctors. And I'm like, you know, I want to see some these guys that everybody counts out, you know? Yeah, I want real American human beings in office, not yeah. these people who are like— manufactured by polls and only staying to the talking points and on their scripts. I want people with real emotions, people who don't necessarily have these big people behind them. I just want everyday Americans because I well, think that's what the founders intended, really. And that's what it's going to take. Or you're going to continue to get the bureaucrats like Fauci and, and these appointees that are going to govern over your life. And, and play that clip real quick about the booster shots, Chris. The potential future requirement for an additional boost or a fourth shot for mRNA or a third shot for J&J is being very carefully monitored in real time. And recommendations, if needed, will be updated according to the data as it evolves. Yeah. The data he's talking about is polls, really. Polls. <laughs> like, it's all about the polls. <laughs> That's it. And I need people, like, I'm learning that people don't know how to read polls either. Like, just the average Joe Public out there. Like people will release these political polls and they're like, oh, so-and-so's really winning in this. I'm like, read the fine print, folks. Um, so, you know, obviously people are testing positive with COVID-19 after getting fully vaccinated and receiving the booster shots. 
And uh, so it's like, okay, well, the numbers aren't so good. So we'll just take a look at this <laughs> and see what the data is get being carefully monitored in real time. All right. Like, what does that even mean? Exactly. <laughs> Were you not monitoring the data at some <laughs> yeah. point in real time? Did you see um, the latest Project Veritas video of the FDA executive? He came out, he said, um, it's crazy. Vaccines aren't as effective as they uh, were meant to believe. Yeah. Um, he talked about how they're likely going to improve the vaccines for children as young as six months up to like five years. I, just walk. You know what they need to do? They just need to they just need to give you like a, a port and they just pour that stuff in you at any time. You just <laughs> right. walk by and like a, like filling up at the gas station. Yep. Because, uh, again, you know, all of them, they're going to lose their efficacy. I think the efficacy of it supposedly goes down to like 58% after a few months Yeah, anyway. and if you've bought into one or two shots, why wouldn't you get the fifth you or keep the Keep on tenth? going. Keep on going. I mean, crack pipes and big pharma, man. I'll tell you what, <laughs> these Dems are going to kill all of us. But, you know, look, I, I squarely place a lot of the blame on Donald Trump. I really do. Um, Trump should have stepped up, looked at this thing, not played politics. And he did play politics. And he should have gotten rid of Fauci. Yep. Um, listen, when the tides turned on that whole deal, he knew. He knew. And then when he comes out and continues to promote the vaccine, that pissed me off. Yeah, dude. It's like, read the room. Yeah. You can tell we're not the biggest yeah. vaccine supporters, his base and whatnot. And that's ego. In my opinion, that's yeah, ego. Definitely. Because they, he was about Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, he got like, it done. I, and, I can see where he's coming from. You know, they said yeah. it wouldn't be able to be done within such a short time. And he got it done. So he feels the need to take credit for it. Got but, it done. Yeah. Got it done. I mean, <laughs> right. what got done, <laughs> exactly. actually? Was there a serum in a syringe? Yeah. But, like, I'm unvaccinated, and I don't care who gets vaccinated. I don't have any intention of getting it. Um, but I, I don't care. I, I've said on this show, by the way, I said I, I start to get increasingly anti because I just see just the garbage that yeah, goes on. Yeah, and just with based it. off the fact that, like, if you look at the people who want us to take the vaccine, it's historically people who have lied to us and people yeah. who I don't trust. So yeah. I'm just not going to come around. It's weird, dude. I, I mean, it's just weird. And it's become a it's become a whole culture. It's like a thing. status symbol almost. There were people on Twitter talking about, I'm a Pfizer poppy or a Moderna mommy. Right. It's like, bro, you're a slave to Big Pharma. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like you're, you're stuck on the Big Pharma subscription plan for the rest of your life now. Did you see the video of the of the little, they were marching on the college campus or whatever about reinstate the mask mandate and they were chanting it? Oh, and no. They were just going That's what people protest for these days? Yeah, they reinstate the mask mandate. But of course they had masks on so it sounded like rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> oh my hey God. folks listen right now there's a full-scale assault on truth and your right to speak it from youtube to spotify um they're waging a war on free speech uh and with the help of big tech and the u.s government thankfully there are still some companies that believe in our constitution that's why i'm proud to partner with one of those companies my friends over at patriot mobile they're america's only christian conservative cell phone provider and want you to uh, partner with them as well. They offer a broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers, so you get the same great service. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer service support team provides exceptional support for all of the customers. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values. They support organizations that are fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Chad, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get a free activation code with the offer code chad i spell it chad they also have special discounts for veterans and first responders so support a company that loves america loves you and shares your values patriotmobile.com slash chad and we'll be right back 
All right, folks, welcome back to the program. Uh, Welcome to the wonderful, wide world of unearned moral superiority. I want you to take a look at a video from a meeting of a Chicago school board. Cinematography and acting chops notwithstanding, I'm going to preface by saying that this is not a Scorsese movie. You'll see why I make that distinction momentarily. uh, Chris, I want you to bring up that clip. Just start start again. Go ahead, sir. Resetting to two minutes. I'm so you're going to let him speak without a mask. Okay. Well, he's got a medal. Now exemption. he's interrupting me. I mean, you guys know? are rude. How do we know? Do I get to speak or not? Do I get to speak? Who's this? Are you the mask police? Can I speak or not? It will let you speak. Just one moment, please. Mr. Taub, did you have a question? Is he in charge? Okay. So are you what in was, charge? No, Mr. I'm Tubbs. speaking as public comment. Are you, you said charge? you said the beginning of the minute you, you would charge? not be rude to people. Enough. Are you in charge? Mr. Tubb. Mr. Tubb. We should remove him. I mean, this we, is this Mr. is rude. This, we'll start you two minutes now, sir. Okay. This is not what you promised. You said if they don't wear a mask, they can't speak. Yeah. I have a mask. I can wear the mask on my head if you want. I mean, it's just. You can wear your mask on your fucking balls. Okay. Enough. Enough. We're going to take recess for five minutes. Wow. All right. Uh, well, let's take a moment to appreciate, as I suggested before, that we're not watching a scene from Goodfellas here. This is a school board meeting. Yes, it's in Chicago, the general population of which we can all rightly recognize for their adherence to the notion that the F word is like the cheese one adds to a deep dish pizza. And yes, I myself occasionally like to sprinkle a bit of the F word on my own dialectical pizza before dishing it up. So that's really not my problem here. The venue isn't really appropriate, but the profanity isn't the insanity here. What bothers me and should bother you as well is, as I said before, the absolute unearned moral superiority of this guy and the collective pool of rhetoric he and those like him all pee in as a result of their ideological upbringing. Now, the case is shockingly simple. Man approaches podium to make a speech and removes his mask. Man is told masks are mandatory. Man replies that he has an exemption, both medical and religious, and is told that he may proceed. If that's where it ended, we wouldn't be watching the video. And If we did, we'd say that it's a shame there's a requirement of masks in the first place, but then we'd go on about our business because our market of ideas is so glutted as of now with this notion that masks are necessary in public gatherings, we simply can't stop what we're doing every time it pops up. It's like how after the Twilight books came out, every other movie for five years was another teenage vampire book. You understand what I'm saying. Those were dark times. Don't pretend you don't remember them. They haunt my dreams. But then... We have this pugilistic rising specter of this fella, Joel Taub, who's in the middle of his fourth four-year term, fourth four-year term on school board, who comes along and decides that it's time to drop it like it's hot. Now, I want you to imagine something for a moment. Just walk along with me into the land of make-believe thought experiment. Let's pretend for a moment that there was a mandate which said that everyone who wants to speak at a school board meeting must stand at the microphone. That's it. No lazy bones. You just get to lounge around in the oh-so-comfortable chairs and scratch his butt while whining about this or that or the other. Nope. You've got to stand, my friend, at the microphone. And along comes this fellow in a wheelchair, and he wants to say his piece has every right to say his piece, except, of course, for the fact that he can't stand up. Just can't do it. And everyone in the room understands this. They nod their head when he requests that he be allowed to remain seated during his remarks. Nobody has a problem with it until Mr. Fourth Four-Year Term Douchebag begins screaming at him to either stand up or get the F out of here. Now, 
You may think that I'm drawing that analogy a little strong, but I'm not. Medical exemptions and religious exemptions count in this country. They count for serious things, let alone some jerk-off mass nonsense. It all comes back to unearned moral superiority. This guy believes he's on the right side of history, and as a result, it's perfectly fine for him to not only treat another human being like shit between his toes, but also to silence him and to shut him up. We cannot tolerate this kind of behavior in our daily lives, let alone on a school board. It's just one more reason among the multitude of reasons to get your damn kids out of public school anyway. You've heard me say it before, and I'm saying it again. There you go. But that was an entertaining video. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a clown world. It's a clown world. Uh, You know, and at some point in time, people are going to just snap. I think it's already happening. Yep. You know? I mean, people are just like, you know, had enough, had enough. Uh, And again, the moral unearned superiority. I thought it would have happened after like the 16th day to slow the spread. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're 760 days to slow the spread. Um, And this is going to continue. This gives these little tyrants, these little dictators, these little God players an opportunity to uh, to basically have an outward sign or a totem, if you will, of their cultic religion of what I call safetyism. And if you're not carrying the totem, then you're disqualified. Yeah. Right. Well, I like to call it Fauciism. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's definitely become that. Yeah. Uh, uh in regards to that cult, I start to miss, miss the days of David Koresh. At least he was keeping to himself. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was minding his own damn business out there east of Waco, and here comes the feds. Um, Fauci's invading your home with his cult, right? Yeah, and it's worse when it like pits families apart from each other, you know? Yeah. There's so many stories of people saying, oh, well, I can't go to my, my cousin's wedding because I'm not vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Well, but- you were just on, you were here with yep. Elijah and Sydney. Sydney Watson, her brother's getting married. Yeah. She hasn't seen her family in two years. Now, they're in Australia, uh, but she hasn't seen her family in two years. And I, you know, Sydney's a very close friend of mine, and her heart is broken. she got to see her brother get married on a Zoom call. Yeah. You know, over what? Over what? Over what? I mean, a flu. I, I get it. Yeah, people live again and go back to Jay said it. I didn't say it. He said you fat people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, to me, it feels like it's just the common cold with a really hard branding campaign. You know, <laughs> they just started. They just started testing for it. Like it, it's because it, yeah. the cold's always been everywhere. You know, but we never tested for it. When yeah. I got sick, I would just stay home. I wouldn't go report it to the government. There was no database of sick people. Yeah, you don't line up with no symptoms, and that's the point we're getting to. Right. I know we all know people who've had well, it no and had bad cases. No symptoms, of it. it's a symptom. Yeah, but it's like you know, I might have it, so I better go stand out in five degree weather in New right. York City. Let me go get a test to see if I'm cold or if I have cold because my body can't tell me naturally. Yeah, don't know. That's a weird pandemic. We'll be right back. Man, I tell you what, I'm still getting used to this new microphone here. It's on the wrong side, but I like it because you could see the logo when I put the microphone right. Look at that pretty logo. I want to encourage everybody uh, before we go any further, go to prather2022.com. Uh, donate where you can. Support. I'm going to be in uh, Conroe tonight uh, doing a, another candidate forum with the other primary candidates. I think this is like our 400th one. Uh, you people are getting rich off of us. You're selling tickets, and we're coming for free. <laughs> I see how this this uh, this political activism thing works. 
Um, you ever run for office in any way? You ever had any desire to do that? Um, I haven't run yet. Maybe down the line I would. Yeah. I was I was involved in student government when yeah. I was in high school. You know, I like the idea. It's stressful. It it seems like it. Yeah, it's stressful. I commend um, you. Uh, I mean, the way I'm doing it's very stressful because, we, like I said, You're we probably got the, being like pulled in every direction all the yeah, time. Yeah, you know, and it's you, you feel rude because it's, it's you know every time we do a segment, I go back and there's 23 new text messages from people, and yeah. you know people are needing you. To, they're sending, you, hey, how about this script for this thing? And I'm like, no, you can't do that. Your facts are wrong. Your numbers are off, and uh, it's so it's constant. But I'll tell you, man, it's been a rewarding thing. Um, you know, we're a week away from primary election day and I've fallen deeper in love with my state, the people of my state. And I already loved this state a lot, but I've fallen deeper in love. But I've also seen the just the ugliness that exists. Yeah. And it makes me want to fight even harder for the state, whether I ever hold an office or not. It's not going to matter. Um, and uh, so I always say it's the worst, best experience of my mm. life. And okay. I'm still pissing people off, right? Yeah. I mean, I still come on here and I get stuff off my chest or I say things online. Like yesterday, we had this kid. I'm not going to go deep into this story. There was a kid. He's got Down syndrome and he was having some behavioral issues. He's five years old at home. He's over in South Lake here. And his mother shared the story. He wasn't going to get allowed to go to the Valentine's Day party, right? And so I shared his story and I was like, I'll throw a Valentine's Day party for this kid. I'm like, I'm so sick of these dictatorial tyrants in the name of the school system not the teachers not the educators but the system they're telling these parents what they can and can't do Man, so many people are coming up, you just don't understand the position of the school apparently this kid was problematic or whatever like he's five right he's five people are like my wife you know she's special needs teacher and she came home with bite marks and black eyes and i was like he's five people were literally arguing for their ability not to celebrate this kid so i was like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? When you're running for office, it don't matter. You, you, you need to see both sides of the thing. No, I'm just going to give you my opinion. Right. How about that? And uh, speaking of my, our opinion, we've already stepped off deep in it. Uh, let's do it even further. Play me a TikTok. If you are part of the LGBTQIA community, oh, you need to share this. And if you're an ally, step up. Body shaming of any sort is not okay. I am a thicker man, what? and that is okay. All you gay boys out there who shame other men for how they look. Yeah. And let's not forget, not dating someone because of their skin color isn't preference. It's racism. Let's mm. not forget ableism, biphobia, transphobia, and ageism. This LGBTQI community needs a serious check, especially the gay men. And just because someone is non-binary, non-conforming, and gender fluid doesn't mean they're trying to change their gender or anything. They're just not going to fit into society's norm of what a man looked like and what a woman looks like. Because it's all actually made up from some Christian Bible that was made by a white man to suppress a bunch of slaves. <laughs> Same with grammar. Stop the hate or get off my page. I think we've found another person that's been blacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So basically, you can have a preference, all right? It, yeah, it, preferences you, you, are wrong. How dare you? It, that you can't have a preference. You've got to love his orange-haired, uh, fat belly. You know, you got to push that belly up in order to find his little pecker, and you got to love it. You got to <laughs> love the hunt, the search. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of this wild ass identity confusion that's out there? I mean, it's a, it's an illness. It's so weird because 
I want to say maybe like it, at least five years ago, it wasn't this bad. It feels like it's been so astroturfed and just forced <laughs> onto us out of nowhere. Um, I think like academia plays a big role, you know, all yeah. of these gender studies stuff. Like if you go back in time and say like, hey, uh, there's non-binary people, like maybe five years ago, people would just look at you crazy, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's wrong to be a man or a woman. It's what I've known all my life and it's what human as a collective has known their entire lives. You know? Yeah. I mean, he even said LGBT, whatever. The B is bi. That means there's two sexes. Yeah. And then these people are like, <laughs> oh, I'm non-binary. But then that means you have to be binary or non-binary, which is just a binary system. It, it, it's 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 mental and verbal vomit yeah. is what it is. And you need a glossary to unpack all of these terms. Yep. Uh, there's real things going on in life uh, and who you get to sleep with or who chooses you, regardless of their skin color or whether they're fat or skinny or whatever. I, it's like, I really? But apparently people watch this stuff because we've seen this guy before, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's apparently he's on a he's on a pulpit there. He's on a soapbox. I shouldn't say pulpit because that refers back to a Bible that was written a long time ago by obviously a white man. <laughs> right. <laughs> everything I don't everything I don't like comes from a white man. I Well. You know what? <laughs> All those truckers in Canada, white men. <laughs> Dad gummit. Uh, it, 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 oh gosh, I but can it's take so off on funny that. because like white people are so demonized, and then these same people look up to white people like Fauci, Trudeau, yeah. Biden. They do. They worship everything. Fauci, everything Fauci says, they <laughs> worship him. <laughs> and Trudeau, he's. I just want to let everyone know that my use of blackface was. I mean, here's my Biden impression. <laughs> I'll build back better. Build, build, uh, listen, pal. Build back better. Uh, bland. Malarkey. <laughs> you lion dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> Look here, pal. Listen, pal. Uh, yeah, this President Sippy Cup's not with it. Um, the scary thing, though, the scary thing is we are in a culture war and you can't fight it using logic. You can't fight it using truth. Yep. You can't fight it just pointing things out like you just did about the binary thing. I mean, that right there that invalidates the entire argument. Again, you be who you are. You're free to do that as long as your freedom doesn't come and encroach on my freedom. Then we've got a problem, right? And I hold myself to the same standard. Yeah, I think they just want everybody to be as kind of weird as them, you know? Yeah. But then they'd be pissed off if that was true because they wouldn't be their own little glorious unique right, self. Right. It's like they've made an identity out of just being different, which is <laughs> it's like I it's cool, I guess, to be different. You know, I don't fit into every box, but yeah. you don't have to run around and call people oppressors and say that's like they're me bigots. saying everybody on the planet should have a cowboy hat, right? Like everybody needs to wear a cowboy hat or you probably wrote the Bible. <laughs> you white supremacist. I think I think whoever wrote the Bible was wearing a cowboy hat. Actually, Chris, that's that's my way. I don't even think it. white supremacist means anything anymore because no, I've been called noise. a white supremacist. Somebody called me a Nazi too, and it's like, yeah. hey, bro, have you seen my skin color? And I, it's funny. I just I just literally realized you're a black conservative. <laughs> I was like. You catch more shit from the black community yeah, or the leftists dude, than anything. It's bad. Um, Coon, Uncle Tom, yeah. race trader, uh, white boy. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous. I, I, I started to use my friend Brandon Tatum as an example. I was like, wait a second. You're black. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. We'll be right back. <laughs> dude, I literally was about to use Brandon as an example of a video he just did. I was like...
Follow Jay on Twitter at Sir Hottest. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Yeah, bro. Always welcome. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. been a fun time. Dude, it, listen, man. You're always welcome. I appreciate you. And uh, check him out wherever he is on uh, the socials and all the stuff he's got going on. And trust me, it's a lot. Uh, remind you guys to uh, have a great weekend. Remember, subscribe at chadnude.com. That's where all the fun stuff can be. Just watch and see. Love y'all. God bless you. Bye.